0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Case Interview and Management Consulting podcast from Firms Consulting. Today, I'm going to focus on recruiting into McKinsey, BCG, Bain, Deloitte, and so on at the level of equity partner. It's not common, but it does happen. And even if it's not common, whereby people can enter as direct entry partners from outside these firms or from industry into these firms, there are a lot of people applying into these roles or interested in them. For example, we do have a lot of clients looking to make a transition at a partner level it's not just people who are looking to join at the associate or engagement manager level that we work with in fact a large number of our a large percentage of our client base is at a senior level and of course when I was a partner at the firm I was involved to some degree on recruiting of direct entry partners and the reason why I say to some degree is because there's no formal recruitment process for someone coming in at a senior level. It's not as if we are recruiting for associates whereby we have a team of consultants going through resumes, we have recruiters dedicated to this, we have interviews set up at certain times of the year, we have interview cycles set, we have a process, we have a procedure, we have a whole system arranged for this. When you're recruiting at a director level, partner level, equity level, there's no system. So if you send in your resume, or if you show an interest, or if the firm thinks that you may be a potential person they could buck the trend on and bring you in at this level there's no system so if you are into if you've sent in your resume in Helsinki McKinsey to come in at a director level and you send in your resume to McKinsey Tokyo or McKinsey Detroit or McKinsey Riyadh in Saudi Arabia the process you're going to follow is going to be different because there's no process the process is going to be driven very much by the personalities of the partners in those regions their needs the way they view the recruiting of equity partners who don't really have the culture of the firm. So remember that as you are recruiting, there's no set process. I've very, very, very rarely seen someone come in at an equity partner level for an interview, let alone get the offer through a submission on the website or sending in their resume. It's almost impossible for that to happen because one of the immediate questions we would ask ourselves is why would this person not already have some kind of relationship with someone senior enough to refer them to the firm, let alone not have a relationship with a McKinsey or BCG partner who could have referred them to the firm so it's a very unusual thing to get a unsolicited resume drop or resume dropped email it's most likely that when someone recruits at this level a partner is going to refer them or they know someone at the firm that is making the referral at a senior level so just think about that right you know as you prepare for your own recruiting in at this level but let's just talk about some of the advantages and disadvantages some of the mistakes people make when they come in at this level the first mistake I think people make is they make they want to make this transition from industry or another consulting firm into McKinsey or BCG or Bain or whatever it is when their careers are not going as well as the other firms. Now, this is very common at the business analyst associate even at the EM level junior levels at the junior levels it's very common that I've seen it and I think people would agree it's common that if your career stalls you work in an investment bank you you know there's no path for you to get promoted you know you're not going to do very well you try to make the transition it's normal at those levels that we don't even make a big deal about it when you try to make a transition when your career started stalling at your previous role the problem you have at a senior level is that one the timeline to make the transition there's no timeline It's not as if the firm is going to turn around and give an interview in two weeks or in one month. It could take forever. It may not happen. There are so many discussions that could take place that a decision may not be rendered for three to four to even five months. So one of the problems you have is when you're trying to make this transition at a senior level and your career is failing and that's why you're trying to make the transition into McKinsey or BCG is that when you're a junior person it's easy to maintain the facade of everything is going well at my previous job because you know you've got a one-month runway to make the transition and you know if McKinsey is going to give you a decision in less than a month. At a senior level you may be starting to to make the transition in March you have three months left at your previous role three months can go you've left and you still haven't been given a decision and then you have to explain why you've left the firm now it's not negative if you, now just so we're clear it's not negative if you leave the firm or if you've lived your if you've left your it's not negative if you've left your previous employer because of performance issues and so on because at a very senior level almost everyone falls into political traps whereby they are forced out sometimes due to performance but a lot of times not due to performance so it's okay but one of the transitions you have to get comfortable with is that even though you think you can make the transition before you have to leave your previous job it's unlikely that what happens you have to be able to explain it and i feel most people stumble there whereby they go in knowing their previous role is not going so well or their current role is not going so well and they're extremely confident they play themselves up but then when you dig in you realize the reason they're leaving because it's not going well and that disconnect just comes across as disingenuous insincere the wrong way to position yourself. I mean, talk about your work, but don't played up as some grand success when it's not. So that's the first one. The second one is that at that level, when you are so senior in industry, that your profile and your performance is largely public, it's very hard for you to hide the way you've performed. I've interviewed people who are country CEOs, continent CEOs for major multinational companies. And they would come in for an interview and they would talk about the great successes, but it's not open for debate. I don't have to ask them how they're performing. I know how they're performing because it's the news every single day. Even though they make keep a low profile as the country or continental or regional ceo of that multinational concern their business is in the press every day i know the problems they have i know about the strikes i know about the production problems i know about the lawsuits so if you have a if you're coming at a senior level and you're presenting this rosy picture to me but it is a jarring Difference with what is being reported in the press, you're going to have a problem, right? So, those are two things, well, three things if you're counting the fact that uh, there's no formal recruitment process that you need to be aware of. But let's talk about the big elephant in the room here about why so many people trying to make a transition from a senior level outside of McKinsey and BCG into BCG and McKinsey fail to make this transition. The first one is what I would say is a misunderstanding of the power of networks. So, of course, at a senior level, you have to have a network. That's how you get clients to buy from you right now i want to make this very clear because most people miss this just because mckinsey G and bain don't talk about sales at a senior level partners don't talk about sales it doesn't mean it is not incredibly valuable or it's not the most important thing at a senior level let me put it this way if you're a partner who cannot sell you're not a partner you will lose your partnership you'll be asked to leave the firm if you're someone who doesn't show the potential to sell you're not going to be made a partner so you i want you to think about this very carefully a partner must generate sales You can't be a partner there who just generates insights that no one is buying because that's not a partner, that's a principal, and a very bad one at that as well because even principals need to generate sales. So, at a senior equity level of, of the firm, you have to be generating sales. You must be generating sales. So, if you're out there thinking, well, I can become a partner of McKinsey first and then I'll worry about sales, it doesn't work that way. You need to be a principal first, generate some sales or protect some sales, and then the firm will make you a partner. But if you're coming outside into the firm, the firm question the firm is going to ask yourself the first question the firm will ask itself beyond whether or not you can do the work to the quality and whether you can maintain the standards is whether you can bring enough a big enough book of business and trust me if you can bring enough book of business they are willing to ignore some of the quality stuff because they can always pay you with someone right but you have to sell and this is something people forget and the reason they forget it is because the firms never talk about sales but just because a firm never talks about sales doesn't mean that it's not an absolutely important requirement to be a partner you're not going be a partner unless you can sell which brings me to the big mistake a lot of senior people make when they come in for interviews and i've seen this many times they talk about a network they have they talk about this huge network they have into industry of which they can either build a practice or plug that network into an existing partner's practice now if your resume comes in or if you are referred in or something like that For you to be put forward for an interview, that means there must be some senior partner who's going to say, you know what, I trust this guy to build a book of business in my part of the firm. And if a senior partner is not willing to make that referral into the firm, or is not willing to vouch for you in that way by saying, well, you know what, I think they can build a book of business in my part of the firm, then you're not going to get the interview to begin with. Let's assume you are able to convince a senior partner, you know what, this guy can build a book of business for me. The biggest mistake you're going to make is to assume the only value you bring when you join the firm is the network of senior people you know so this is the mistake a lot of people make they think that the value they bring as a senior person is the fact that they have a network. So what they're plan what they're planning to do when they join McKinsey or BCG is to pair up with another senior partner. They will then being the person trying to recruit in, is gonna set up 20 meetings with very powerful people. They're gonna take a McKinsey senior partner to those meetings and then they will set up the introduction, they will tee up the meeting, do the small talk and it's the McKinsey partner's job to close. That's how most senior people say I think they're going to work when they join the firms. But what they don't understand is the small problem here. Let's assume that the recruitee, the person trying to join, and the partner go to see client potential client A that the recruitee set up. Now, before the meeting is set up, the recruitee and client A have the, have the basis of the relationship. Once the meeting is set up and they go for the meeting, What's going to happen is that slowly the, the nature of the relationship is going to shift away from the recruitee towards the senior partner. So at a certain point as the relationship develops whether it's one meeting two meetings or three meetings the recruitee is no longer necessary to set up the meeting with the potential client because the potential client has built a relationship with the partner. Now the reason why this is a very 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 big mistake is because as the senior partner builds a relationship with the potential client, the senior partner gains the trust of that potential client, ultimately inherits the relationship. And if the senior partner inherits the relationship, there's no reason for the recruitee to be involved in that relationship at all. So the power that the single reason why this person thought they can be recruited into McKinsey it disappears very rapidly. Now, the term we have for these kind of people who bring relationships are conciliaries. They were very common in industry in the 70s and 80s. And McKinsey, Bain and BCG were branching off internationally because they didn't know the local leaders and they wanted someone in the local space to introduce them. But they're not so common today. You got to think about this. Right? Conciliary has access to a network, but it cannot gain their trust sufficiently to get that network person or get that person in the network to give them gobs of money to do the work a partner a senior partner has a relationship and convert it into revenue for the firm it's a crude thing but that's what it does right a conciliary only keeps their network because they're not asking much of them the time that they ask for money or to do work the relationship can end mckinsey equity partner is able to build a relationship where the firm is doing work for that client and this is the important part the relationship does not end when the work is done a conciliary gets a finder's fee for setting up the meeting but does not share profits so that's the key thing you've got to remember now for insiders those people who are part of our loyalty program firms consulting insiders if you want to see how this works there are several programs we have you can listen to how to become a mckinsey partner first time ever by kevin Coyne. you can listen to how to sell while facing you know major disadvantages like discrimination you can follow a partnership memoir you can also follow rebuilding a consulting practice all of this is of the process of selling which is very important now for those of you who may not be insiders or may not be aware of the other material we have if you go to firmsconsulting.com that's f i r m s dot com, and you register for free or you opt into the pop-ups or anything we have there to collect email addresses you'll be able to get for a limited time only advanced preview access to some of the content that's available to insiders so you can see some of the advanced material which may help you i think that can help you broaden out your, your thinking on these topics so as a final point, remember that there are two types of McKinsey equity partners that are junior and that are senior. What makes you junior or senior is a function of many things. Senior partners tend to be able to bring in between 10 to 20 million, between I would say four to 20 million dollars worth of revenue per year. Obviously junior partners on the lower end of that. What makes you more junior partner is the fact that you don't have the ability to manage very important relationships. You have to be doing something. So you tend to be more involved in running the engagements. So if you're looking to join McKinsey as a director and you're thinking, well, this sounds difficult. I don't want to join as a senior director. I want to join as a junior director. Well, the problem you have as a junior director is because you're so close to the study, you have to be very good at running studies. You have to understand all those things we teach, like hypotheses, how to structure studies, and so on. And a good example of that is to look at uh, how to run a typical McKinsey BCG engagement, which is about 270 videos breaking down how an actual study is done. So if you're going to come in at the junior level, whereby you think, well, if I come in at a junior level, I don't have to worry about the sales component so much. It's true, you you don't have to worry about it so much, but you still have a sales target. It's smaller, but then you have to worry about running the study to a greater degree. You are tested more on your ability to understand how the firm works tactically, practically in terms of running an engagement. If you come in at a very senior level where you you have the relationships and you can convert them to revenue, the firm is not so worried about whether you can manage the, the realities of the study. There'll be other partners doing that for you. So if you think you know one of the things you may be thinking about here is uh, but you you know you have these relationships, they must be valuable. Yeah, they are valuable provided you do something with them. But if you're going to these firms with a very good pedigree as someone in industry at a senior level, and you're thinking that you can uh, trade your networks, it's not gonna end well for you for two reasons. One, assuming somehow you convince some senior partner to go for these meetings with you, he's gonna take your relationships away from you. That's what's gonna happen. Not because he's a cruel person, but because because he's most likely going to be poised, polished, speak very clearly, be able to articulate a point, be able to build confidence, be able to capture the attention of of the person with whom you're introducing him, and he's going to take the relationship. And then you're going to have nothing at the end. So the value of the relationship is not that high once you start doing something with it, and especially if the part that you do with it is really just introducing people. So be wary of that, right? Now, the second part to this is that if you have these relationships but you somehow convince mckinsey to hire you as a director but you don't have the ability to figure out how to convert a social relationship semi-professional into one whereby someone wants to be friends with you after you ask them for work you're going to wreck the relationship it's like you know those friends you have they are friends but as soon as you run into trouble and you ask them for money they just don't want to spend time with you a lot of so-called networks people have are a lot like that they are networked because things are going well but as soon as you try to sell them work or something like that they don't want to know anything from you and that's the, the difficulty you have to balance here typically when someone comes in at this level and, and sometimes they have a relationship with a senior partner the senior partner can't interview them because of a conflict of interest they'll ask me to get involved i look for firstly whether they have a relationship because if you don't have relationships you can't really come in at a senior level because how are you going to, to generate a book of business. If you have the relationships, I look at then whether you see your role as cultivating the relationship or just introducing the firm to the relationship. And finally, if you see yourself as cultivating the relationship, can you cultivate the relationship without alienating the relationship? So that's very important. And can you do it in such a way that you are actually going to be doing work at that client that is not going to be horrible and terrible for that client, right? You don't want that client to struggle because you're selling them the wrong work. That's very important. Finally, if you have a a question, because I understand that not a lot of forums have ex-partners discussing recruiting, let alone t- discussing recruiting about partnerships and so on. If you have a question, post it as a comment. Firstly, tell us what we're doing well, so we can remember to keep doing it. If you like the topic and so on, tell us to keep posting it. But also post a question within the comments on iTunes. We will then use that as a response, which we will put out. As always, I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.